tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in this day. Good morning to you. My name is Diana Robinson. I'm from Celebration Tabernacle Church. Pastor Errol Beckford is the founder and senior pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, and he will be joining us back on Wednesday. He is out of town for a funeral for the wonderful Mr. Bob Bland of Teen Missions who went home to be with the Lord. So Pastor Beckford is in Ohio for the services for the homegoing celebration of a man who left a mark in the earth that cannot be erased. So now it's our turn. It's our turn to leave a mark in the earth that cannot be erased. It's our turn to do everything that God has preordained us to do here in the earth realm, to manifest every vision that's been written in the books of heaven concerning each and every one of us. So today and tomorrow, we'll be teaching from the point, get into position to transition into the place of being fully convinced. Get into position to transition into the place of being fully convinced. Because as we all know, we're not doing anything until we're fully convinced. Somebody asks you to do something, you have to be fully convinced of the outcome that it's going to work. We're not moving until we're fully convinced. So between today and tomorrow, I want to help you through the power of the Holy Spirit to become fully convinced in everything that God has for you, the good future, the hope that he has for you, the mandate that he has on your life. So today we're going to be focusing on the parable of the sower, which is in Luke chapter 8. Get into position to transition into the place of being fully convinced. So we're going to focus today on the good ground destination. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, the parable of the sower, starting at verse 1. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. So right there in verse 1, he's saying that when Jesus and his entourage, his disciples, his people, When they were going from city to city, they were preaching good tidings. Oh, we got to get that. Good tidings. We're not returning on to Mount Sinai, a place of fear and trembling, a place of persecution and condemnation. With Christ, there is glad tidings. We approach Mount Sinai, or excuse me, Mount Zion with praise. We approach Mount Zion with a feeling of freedom, with an un disputed peace and joy. We come to Mount Zion, the days of Mount Sinai, the days of religion, the days of old, the days of condemnation. Those came to a close. When Jesus died on that cross, when he went through the route of the crucifixion, when he resurrected, when he ascended, he broke the power of death. He broke the fear of death of which many are in bondage. That has already been broken. So we must have a full revelation of that, be fully convinced. So when Jesus was going place to place, he was preaching good tidings. In John chapter 3, verse 17, it says that Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but that through him, 
all may be saved. So we do not serve a God of condemnation. We serve a God who already made the way, who sacrificed his life as an atonement so that we could be in right standing with God, so that we could be justified just as we never sinned. When God looks at you, when he looks at me through the blood of Jesus Christ, he doesn't see our imperfections. He sees the good plan that he has for our life. He sees the qualities, the gifts, the talents that he put within us, and he's waiting for those to come out, come out, come out, wherever you are. All right, going on to verse uh, 2. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Cruz, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable." Okay, so we have to get this. The group of people that Jesus speaks the parable of the sower to, they're a group of go-getters. They're a group of people who have made a quality decision to step out from where they were and to pursue the purpose of Jesus Christ. He doesn't teach the parable of the sower at the pool of Bethesda where the people are sick and lame and who have been sitting there for decades just waiting for a stirring of the water, just waiting for somehow a hope and a wishing that they're able to get in the water when it's troubled so that their healing could come. He's not speaking this message of the parable of the sower to them. He's speaking to people who are on the move, like each and every one of us. He's speaking to people who are working to fulfill purpose, who want better. They've made a quality decision to come out from where they were and to pursue Christ. It says that they served Christ, that they provided for him from their substance, which means that they honored Jesus Christ, that they were so thankful for what Jesus did, the influence that he had in their life, that they served him. They served him with honor. We got to get that because when we truly realize everything that God has done, what he's freed us from, what he's delivered us from, what he's kept us from, what he has put in us, to do in the earth realm. When we begin to get the revelation of that, that's when we truly serve God. If we're just trying to serve God because we don't want to go to hell, it's not going to work. If we're just trying to serve God because our grandmother said so, it's not going to work. We have to have that true reverence, that true honor for God. When we look back over our life and we say, if it hadn't been for God, only each and every one of us know how bad it really was. Our best friend might know some stuff, but they don't know everything. Our parents may know some stuff, but they definitely don't know everything. It's only each and every one of us as individuals who know truly what God delivered us from. In our mind, in our lifestyle, in our habits, in our situations, our circumstances, it is only each and every one of us who know how he renews us each and every day, how he gives us the strength to move forward despite the circumstances. When we really meditate on that, what God has done, his love, his agape love for us, that there's nothing that we can do to cause God to love us anymore, and there's nothing that we could do to cause God to love us any less. He just loves us. When we begin to have the revelation of that, that's when we truly honor and serve God. So going back, here we are in Luke chapter 8. So we know that the group, that Jesus was addressing, the people that he was speaking to, they were some go-getters. Verse 4, 
And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Okay, so there's a sower. He has a destination, a place to deposit his seed, a place called good ground. And later in the parable, when Jesus explains it, he says that the seed is the word of God. So God, he has words for each and every one of our life that were written in the books of heaven ahead of time. Before we were even formed in our mother's womb, it was already written what our assignment was in the earth realm. And then with that in mind, we were crafted in our mother's womb. So it's not like people are just born and then Jesus just starts handing out assignment sheets. It's not like that. We were actually made to fulfill the vision of which we were being sent in the earth to do. So the vision was first, and I, I, I go through this in my book, The Robe of Many Colors, which you could order through transformedpublishing.com, where it talks about specific women in the Bible who were barren, and they received a word of what their child would be. And conception didn't take place for a period of time. So it was already written what those children that were going to be released through the womb of the women that were called barren. It was already written what they were to come in this earth and do their assignment. And they were named. And then at the opportune time, at the right time, God released them through the womb of the barren woman. And that's powerful because in that time, especially, barren women were looked at like they weren't enough, like they couldn't produce. But even though those fingers were pointing at them and calling them barren, there was an egg on the most inner part of them. There was an assignment that was already, a vision that was already written in heaven that would enter the earth through their womb. So we have to be excited about what God has sent us in this earth to do. He sent us as individuals to do some things. He sent us as married couples, as family units, as communities in the Bible, in the, as communities in the community, as groups in the community, different churches and stuff, different organizations. He sent us to make great impact in the earth. Okay, so there was a destination. The destination was the good ground. But it says that some of the seed fell by the wayside. So as we talk about manifesting what God has sent us in the earth to do, he gives us everything in word form, idea form. It comes into our mind first. Every great exploit, every invention, it came into somebody's mind first. They received it first in the invisible realm, and then they began to work it, to manifest, to bring it into the visible realm. So the seed that falls by the wayside, that's that idea that God gives a person and they don't do anything about. The destination for the seed is the good ground. When God gives us an idea and we do not do anything about it, this is what happens to it in verse 5. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. So when God gives you that great exploit, when he gives you that idea when the Holy Spirit prompts you and we do not move, that's our results. We end up with nothing. 
Verse 6. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Okay, we know that the Bible teaches us that the Word of God, it is the washing of water for the sanctification, that He is the living water. Okay, so this seed, remember the destination was the good ground, but it fell amongst the stony ground. So it rooted, but it was not able to be maintained. So this is the person now who has that great idea from God, that great exploit, and they begin to do it. But because it doesn't take off like they thought it would take off, it doesn't get the results initially that they thought it would get, they stop. The Bible tells us very clearly, do not despise small beginnings. The Bible also tells us that we're not going to be a ruler over much until we're faithful with the little. He who is faithful with the little, that is who is promoted to being a ruler over much. So we cannot despise the small beginnings. We have to be willing to practice and perfect the gifts and talents that God has given us. We can't spend so much time coveting other people's gifts and talents. We must cultivate our own gifts and talents. So we'll be picking up this teaching tomorrow in Luke chapter 8. I want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard. We also have books and t-shirts available through my website, transformedpublishing.com. You could go there to the bookstore by direct and you could get any of me and Pastor Beckford's books and motivational Christian t-shirts. So go to transformedpublishing.com. Make your day count. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count.